Do you have a prediction for the Lakers season this year? The way it's, it's looking, the way the team looked, they look like they got a shot. They got a strong squad, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we're going to see how it unfold. I would like to see them in the playoffs, you know what I mean? It's going to be – Not a chance? You don't think your championship caliber this year maybe? I mean, I think whoever got it on their mind and got it on their heart could go get it. They definitely got the talent to get it, get a chip. First year together, I don't know, man. You can't count Brown. I'd rather be a Laker for life. I'd rather be a Laker for life. Look Laker, yeah. I'd rather be a Laker for life. I'd rather be a Laker for life. Look Laker, yeah. Look, look Laker, that. Like eight on the front and twenty-four on the back. I'm talking summer nights in June at the forum kind of showtime. 1980s when them Lakers hit a gold mine. Kareem Magic and Worthy, that purple and gold mine. Back to back chips, we gon' call that a gold line. It show sure feels good to be a Laker. Smack a clip and fan and tell them lames to wake up. LA, LA, this is a Lakers town. What y'all thought we was done and y'all can fade us now. We got Brian and AD, so y'all can hate us now. Better back up before you get smacked up. The banner's still hanging, the trophy's still stacked up Untouchable, who can touch us? We good for ratings, and the stations love us Play on Christmas every year, that ain't nothing new And we run the staples, time for the Clippers to move I'd rather be a Laker for life I'd rather be a Laker for life Look Laker, I'd rather be a Laker for life I'd rather be a Laker for life Look Laker, Like eight on the front and 24 on the back Call somebody and tell them AD home Lakers versus everybody Once again it's on Nothing but California love Like when Pop came home New year with a new agenda Same game with new name Like Lou Alcinda Y'all know how the game goes City of angels Riding through the city In a Lakers out range road Take that like Kobe and Shaq Back to back to back Round here We call it a 3P Last ones to do it And we made it look easy Rip Nipsey, this one's for you. Pray to God they give you a Laker night in Chris Shaw Blue. Laker this, Laker that. We about to eat this season, Jerry Bus. We back. I'd rather be a Laker for life. I'd rather be a Laker for life. Look, Laker that. I'd rather be a Laker for life. I'd rather be a Laker for life. Look, Laker that. Look, look, Laker that. Like eight on the front and 24 on the back. Got me standing in the booth right now on my Michael Cooper socks. Daydreaming about that number 17 on the way. I know we ain't got room, but we about to make room. Meet me in June, know what I'm talking about. Big ups to Lakers, live familiar. Laker gang, Los Lakers, Lakers worldwide, all around the globe. We rep hard for that purple and gold. Somebody tell Clipper Daryl that the Clippers suck too. Can y'all do that for me? <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Jay? Yeah. Not much, man. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. On the line right now, I got Jay Mars, man. How's it going? Man, you know, I'm here in sunny Sacramento. The weather is beautiful. I can't complain. How are you, my friend? 
I'm doing great. But tell us a little bit about what you do in Sacramento. Man, I am the uh, producer for the uh, morning show on KHDKAM, the sports station here in Sacramento, also home of your and my Sacramento Kings. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're about to get into some Lakers slash Kings talk, but we're going to first start with the Lakers. So how do you think the Lakers are going to do this season with AD and LeBron? I mean, I look at this Lakers roster, right? And you look at LeBron coming in. LeBron has never played with a player of the caliber of Anthony Davis. And I look at these two guys and I see them running that pick and roll. And you saw it a lot in that first preseason game. Does Frank Vogel even need to run anything else in the offense? If you got LeBron with the ball in his hands and AD up top setting picks and those guys are running that offense, I don't know if there is a more devastating duo in the NBA as far as running that pick and roll offense, which is what LeBron James likes to do. And like I said, he's never had a player of AD's caliber to run it with. So I look at those Lakers squad and, and there's two big questions for me. And number one is, can you get 70 plus games out of AD and LeBron? Because if you get that, this team is easily a top three Western conference team. And, and my other question is, can Kyle Kuzma take that next step and be that, you know, third star on this Lakers squad? So I was ready to take that leap. And LeBron and AD are healthy. I mean, the Lakers are a serious championship contender this year. Yeah, I agree with you, Jay. But uh, the AD pick and roll, I think it's unstoppable when they click on all cylinders. But why is everybody sleeping on the Lakers? Everybody's picking the Clippers. Like, I don't understand why people are picking the Clippers, picking the Rockets, Nuggets. It's like, you know, we got AD and LeBron on the same team. Like, I don't yeah, get I'm it. Kinda- I'm kind of with you on that, except the thing with the Clippers is, and I think the reason why people like that Clipper squad so much is just because they're so deep. Obviously, adding the uh, star players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you know, you infuse that with Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell. That is a defensive nightmare for opposing offenses. And again, you saw them last year give the Warriors a fit as an eight seed. And they didn't really have a true star. I mean, the closest star they had after they traded Tobias Harris was Danilo Gallinari. And, you know, Gallo, while he's solid, is not a star player. And so I think because of Doc Rivers, that deep, deep, deep bench, those guys can go 10 deep. They have a lot of really good NBA players. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard is, you know, arguably the best player in the NBA. I mean, I think you could still make a case for LeBron. You know, being with LeBron, you might be making a case for AD 20 games in the season. But this Clipper squad is very good, and I could see it going where at the end of the year, we're looking at both L.A. teams as the one and two seeds. And, you know, depending on how many games the star players play and how they avoid injuries, it could be the Lakers number one or it could be the Clippers number one with the other L.A. squad being number two. But it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, after all these years, after 35 years, we're actually talking about both Los Angeles teams as arguably the two best teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, but you said uh, Montrezl Harold's a great defender. Right. I didn't say he's a great defender. I think he's a good defender. He has an ability to, you know, alter shots at the rim. But you know how guys are when they get around great defenders like Kawhi and like Paul George, mm-hmm. it elevates their game. And I think those guys are going to help elevate Montrez Harold. So if here. you put AD or Montrez Harold and IED, how do you think Montrez Harold is going to do against AD? I don't think any one defender, maybe outside of Rudy Gobert, can contain Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy how everybody's sleeping on the Lakers. But I like it, though, because we're going to prove that we're going to be champions. Because Lakers are going to probably be the best team in the league. And I'm not – obviously, I'm a fan. But um, the Lakers need to just do what they do in the preseason, but take it all of it to the regular season. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, that's exactly what they got to do. And again, I think the big thing with the Lakers is it's going to be the health of AD and mm-hmm. LeBron. You know, AD's had some trouble staying healthy in the past. Although the last few seasons, he's been relatively healthy. You know, he missed games last year, but that was more or less because of the uh, fiasco that happened in New Orleans after the trade deadline. And then, you know, you look at LeBron, that was his first real injury last year. So, is that injury a fluke or is LeBron finally showing some age? And, you know, we're not going to find out until the regular season starts. Yeah, I just feel like LeBron, you know, who? I feel like LeBron's going to show everybody why he's still the best player in the league. And you know who's been talking the most about LeBron? I think he's, he's hearing it escape Bayless. Every time on the Undisputed, <laughs> he should be talking that mess, man. Okay, but let's be honest. I, Skip Bayless has been attacking LeBron for about 15 years and looking like a moron doing so. Yeah. I don't know about you, but me personally, I've ignored Skip Bayless for about five years now because I think the guy's so full of you-know-what. Yeah. Like, I don't even think Skip Bayless believes what Skip Bayless says. Yeah, it's for, to me, I just feel like he's only talking mess about LeBron. Maybe deep down, Skip Bayless does Maybe deep down, Skip Bayless is like, okay, LeBron's better than Jordan. That's why I just want to keep talking about him. You know what I mean? Honestly, I think Skip Bayless just says crazy shit because mm-hmm. it gets people's attention. Again, I don't actually believe Skip Bayless believes anything he says. <laughs> like how he thinks Dak Prescott is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. Listen, bro, if Dak Prescott's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, then, man, listen, uh, think of any random Laker, and they're one of the greatest Lakers of all time. Mike Pinberthy is one of the greatest Lakers of all time, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah he is uh, the shooting coach now. Yeah, no, that's a good look. Pimberthy yeah. can, can pull the trigger when he played. So, yeah. I mean, Pimberthy knows how to shoot the ball. Yeah. But uh, now we're going to dive into your team, man. How do you think your Sacramento Kings are going to do this year with Luke Walton? So, there's a lot of, you know, hype around the Kings. You know, they won 39 games last year. That was the most games they had won since 2006. Um, had some real issues with Dave Yeager towards the end connecting with his squad, and that's why he was dismissed. So, what people need to realize about the Luke Walton thing is Vladi Divac, wanted Luke Walton years ago before the Lakers scooped him up. And then, you know, Dave Yeager was kind of the second choice. So the, the Kings organization is super excited to have Luke Walton on as their head coach. Um, I'm excited to see him kind of infuse his up-tempo offense. He said he wants this team shooting 35 threes a game. They got the personnel to do it. The thing is the Western conference is so loaded. So, my honest prediction right now is I see the Kings improving upon last year's record. I think they're going to be above 500 this year. But that Western Conference is so deep that, you know, they could win 45 games and still miss out on the playoffs. And I think that's an extremely realistic possibility just given how deep the West is. Yeah, the Kings are going to improve, um, even though I had battles with Kings fans in Sacramento. But I still got to give credit where credit's due. They're an improved team. Um, just look, Walt, man, he's predictable when it comes to coaching. When it, yeah, yeah. There's there was a lot of rotation questions when he coached the Lakers, you know, the one thing I'm excited about Luke Walton, though, is, though, um, you know, his first season with the Lakers, that defense was atrocious. Yeah, it was. And then in his second year, he really brought that defense along. I liked how he developed Julius Randle. So he's done some really good things. But, yeah. His rotations are extremely questionable, and that is one thing a lot of Kings fans have wondered because, you know, the Kings are very deep. They got, you know, 11 or 12 guys on that team that should be playing NBA minutes, but he's already said he wants to limit his rotation to about eight or nine guys. So whoever's going to be the odd man out in that rotation, if the Kings start to struggle early, you're going to hear a lot of uprising about that. How do you think Melvin Bagley is going to do this year? Marvin Bagley? Yeah, Marvin Bagley. <laughs> I think Marvin Bagley, from everything I've heard, um, I was at Kings Media Day a couple weeks ago 
it sounds like he's really taken that next step in his career. He's developed that three-point shot even more. And, you know, last year, a lot of times on offense, they'd feed the ball into Bagley, and he would just put his head down and go to the basket. He really wouldn't look for anybody. But, again, a lot of people are saying he's really found how to pass the ball out of the post. So if Marvin Bagley can take that big leap, I think that's one big thing Kings fans want to see. So I think Marvin Bagley is a first-time starter is going to have a really good year this year. What about what's your thoughts on De'Aaron Fox's development next or this coming season? Again, he's another one that the rumors are he's taking another leap in his development. And you saw him do a few things in that first preseason game against the Pacers. He's getting to the basketball. He's being a lot more aggressive. And that's what the coaching staff really wants to see from De'Aaron this year. Two big things they want to see for him. It's be more aggressive on offense. And they want to see his defense take another step. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I know they wanted to bring Luke Walton in because of what they saw him do with that Lakers defense. They're hoping Luke Walton can replicate that, not just on the team defensive side, but with some of the individual defenders. And I know De'Aaron Fox is a big name that comes up when that happens. Yeah, I just he's going to improve. He's going to get to what he needs to do. But now I've got to ask you about uh, Zion Williams. How do you think he's going to do this year? Did you watch any of the game last night? No, nah, not really. I was – Dude. No, nah, no watch. Zion is, Zion is a beast. Now, I mean, he may suffer from a little bit of being overhyped. Mm-hmm. But I think Zion Williamson is a – I think Zion Williamson is going to end up being a better version of Charles Barkley, your good friend. (laughs) And so I don't think he'll be an all-star in his first year, but I definitely think he'll be turning a lot of heads this year. And I think he'll make New Orleans a very watchable team. Yeah, New Orleans is going to be a fun team to watch because they got my my favorite point guard, Lonzo Ball, there. Um, What What do you think about that? Do you think Lonzo can take a step with the Pelicans? Oh, yeah. I think he's going to have a season like D'Angelo did when he got traded from the Lakers to the Nets. So what is that? Does that speak more to just getting playing time somewhere else? Or do you think there was an issue with the Lakers as far as developing some of those young guys like him and Ingram? I think it's the fact that they get a better opportunity somewhere else when they're not the Lakers. They get traded. Okay, better opportunity. They just shine in their new opportunity and they just get better. Yeah, no, that's going to be interesting. I think the Pelicans, you know, outside of Zion, you're right. I think that subplot of how Ingram and Ball are going to do is something that a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. Honestly, the Pelicans are one of like five uh, league pass teams that are on my must-watch list this year. Yeah, the must-watch this year for me too. But uh, what do you think about Russell Westbrook and James Harden? How do you think their chemistry is going to work this year? I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I think people are overrating Houston. Uh, you know, we talked about that at the top of the show. You mentioned a lot of people talking about Houston. I'm kind of with you. I think the Lakers are a much better team than Houston. Um, I don't like the idea of Russell Westbrook in Mike D'Antoni's offense. That offense is predicated on three-point shots. And Russell Westbrook is one of the worst volume three-point shooters in NBA history. But and to be fair, though, in OKC, he had to shoot a lot of three-pointers because they had nobody around him that could shoot. You know, and defense would just collapse the paint on him. But if he gets to a point in Houston where he's starting to pull up for three-pointers, that could be ugly real quick. Pulling up for three-pointers, air ball, and it's like I saw – I'm a big-time Westbrook fan, but sometimes he takes ill-advised shots on like Westbrook. What are you doing shooting with like 10 seconds left inside of the backboard? You yeah, I mean? no, I'm with – I'm with you. If he's within 10 feet of the basket, great. But when he's out there popping three-pointers, I want to say he shot like 29% last year on five attempts a game. That's basically like four turnovers, if you really want to equate what that actually turns out to. Yeah, okay. We're done done with the West Conference. Now slip over to the East. So who's your sleeper in the East? My sleeper team in the East? Ugh. I mean, that conference is just, you know, a dumpster fire. I look at Milwaukee and I look at Philadelphia. I think they're easily the top two teams up there. And then three through eight, 
you could really go any way. Um, if I had to pick a sleeper team to make a little bit of noise in the East, I guess it's the Pacers. You know, the Pacers had a solid squad last year. They get Victor Oladipo back in January. And, you know, watching them play the Kings for those two games in India, DeMontis Sabonis just looks like he's taking that next leap and he's going to be a star. I like Miles Turner's game a lot. I love the addition of Malcolm Brogdon. So I think the Pacers can make some noise out of the East. What about uh, for me? I think Atlanta's going to take a not like a deep step, but like an improvement on wins. What do you think about Atlanta Hawks? Oh, I think you're 100% correct. I think Atlanta is a team that if people aren't careful – because that Eastern Conference is just so terrible, I would not be shocked if you get a guy like Trey Young takes that next leap that, you know, Atlanta could have a shot at that eight seed. I don't think that's, you know, necessarily something that's out of the realm of possibility. So, no, I'm with you. I think Atlanta can be very competitive and a really fun team to watch this year. And I want to see them make the playoffs just so my guy Vince Carter gets one last playoff push. <laughs> yeah, Trey Young is going to have an improved season, man. And everybody's comparing him to Stephen Curry. I just don't see it. Is it because he's shooting too many threes? Is it, I don't see the comparison between Trey Young I and think, Stephen Curry. I think the comparison is because they're around the same height, the mm-hmm. same build, and they have a similar skill set. Um, I don't think Trey Young will ever touch Steph Curry's level. I think Trey Young could be a really good NBA point guard, but I also think it's extremely unfair to compare anybody to Steph Curry. I mean, we're talking about arguably the greatest shooter in NBA history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Ray Allen, but that was years ago. But, yeah. I mean, if you want to go head-to-head Ray versus Steph, that would be an interesting matchup. That would be a fun thing to do in the gym is just put out, like, those shooting spots and see who could beat one or the other. Yeah, but uh, real quick before I get up and out of here, uh, give me your NBA Finals uh, prediction and who's winning the NBA Finals this year. Boy, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but I got Clippers and Sixers, and I got Clippers and Seven. Well, that's your opinion, man, but I got Lakers and Sixers. I got the Lakers in five. Okay, and I want to be fair. Like I said, I totally envision a scenario where the Lakers are in the NBA Finals. I think that top of that Western Conference is very close to one Mm -hmm. another. So I say Clippers and Sixers. I'm not 100% confident in my Clippers picks. They are just the likely one to me right Mm -hmm. now. But I can see a scenario where, you know, the Lakers and the Sixers are playing. Like, let's also not forget about Utah, man. Utah, Utah, that's the team. A lot of improvements this season. Utah's going to kind of be like what I think uh, the Pacers are going to be in the East. They're not a flashy team, but, man, they're going to win a lot of basketball games. And they're going to be uh, – they got Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Ingles. Ingles yep. outplayed Paul George last year in the playoffs. He did. And let's not forget, too, you know, that team, they really took a lot of pressure off Donovan Mitchell in the offseason mm-hmm. by not just getting Conley, who you mentioned. But uh, Bojan Bogdanovic is going to help spread that floor and make life a lot easier. So I think the Jazz are going to take a step. And the other team that not everyone's, not a lot of people are talking about, just because there's not a lot of flash on that team, is Denver's going to be good too. And if Michael Porter Jr. can be anything, watch out for the Nuggets. Yeah, watch out for the Nuggets, watch out for the Spurs, watch out for everybody in the West too, man. But our... <laughs> everybody not named the Grizzlies or the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, it's it. and the Suns too. The Suns are going to be oh, down the there. The yeah. Suns are going to be atrocious. Like I know there's a lot of people in Phoenix talking about how they're going to be much more competitive this year, and I and I they will be more competitive this year just because they have an actual NBA point guard. But uh, Ricky Rubio ain't the guy. Yeah, he's not. But Devin Booker should ask out of Phoenix and try to go up to Sacramento. Help your guys' team out. 
I would love Devin Booker in Sacramento. Sign me up. <laughs> All right, Jay. I well, appreciate you coming on. Go, up, go ahead and give out your social media so I can follow you. Yeah, man. Hit me up at Jay Mars. That's Twitter and Instagram. J-A-Y-M as in Mary, A-R-Z-Z. I appreciate you, man. we got to do this um, a few times during the season. All right. Looking forward to it. Have a good night. All right, brother. Take care.